Hey everybody, this is definitely a juicy one. We start off by talking about all the volume that Solana NFT projects are seeing, both on Magic Eden and also on OpenSea. We then have July the Ginny, the famous crypto boy singer, come on the show and we discuss his rise to prominence in the NFT space. And then we are unexpectedly joined by Redbeard of Look Labs, who Nick called out on Twitter last night. So we hash it out live on the show. There's a live beef right here on the show. I uh, hope you enjoy it. As always, this content is sponsored by FTX. You can sign up at thenifty.com slash FTX or with the code thenifty on your mobile phone. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. What a Tuesday in the NFT space. Signs of life on the DGen side of the market with uh, some Solana derivatives as well as two Solana projects being in the top three for OpenSea volume last night. We definitely have to talk about that. Can't wait to hear what our very own Easy Eats thinks of that it's solana summer <laughs> that's what i'm talking about uh but that that sounds like the type of behavior that you'd expect out of someone who's in the solana space uh but yeah having fun great. living a little enjoying life why don't you try it nick <laughs> I, I i just wanted to say you know we've been saying it all along uh that you know they've been calling me the soul man they've been saying look nick you're so <laughs> bullish on soul why are, why are you so bullish on soul and I'm just like, trust me, it's gonna one day it's gonna overtake Ethereum. <laughs> and here we are, like I've been saying for months now. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> the visionary is back. It, it takes a while to, and, for this song I, to get to the line. I'm a soul man. Just letting you know, you got to get through the whole. Oh, never mind. I was wrong. Okay, there it is. No, <laughs> he is not even familiar with it. That's how distant from soul he is. <laughs> Let me just tell you, I've been saying it all along. This is Solana is the future. It's going to overtake Ethereum. Uh, and that's why 99% of my NFT bags are in Ethereum. <laughs> so there you go. Been killing it. I'm a visionary. Easy, on the other hand, fading me all this time. Easy, how dare you? Like, what's going on there? Why have you been, like, so bearish on Sol? It's such a good question. Uh, I was just really nervous for the instant transactions and really cheap fees. I thought that buying this ape uh, really early would just make me a ton of money and friends along the way. And all it's done is gone to my head and made me feel that gas prices are really the only thing I should be paying for. So I'm just a diehard ETH maxi. Uh, I'm really excited for high Gway. Uh, but it's Solana Summer! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. And, and it's been really funny for me to get the comments after the fact on Twitter from the Solana guys. They'll say, like, uh, they'll be like, yo, it was amazing hearing all the cope from Pio. And I was just like, I, am I really coping? I'm, I'm impressed, quite frankly, with the performance of Solana. And I'm interested in, in getting in the mix, potentially. Uh, me and Easy might be uh, launching a little bit of a show next week. A little something, something. It's Easy Show. You'll hear more about it after VCon. Uh, but anyway. Yo, is something wrong with your voice? <laughs> I'm trying to was, figure out like what's going on. You okay? He's been there? too busy partying in Solana summer. <laughs> I was Solana doing my literally like literally changes you when you start becoming a maxi. It changes your personality, as we've seen with Pio and Nick. 
<laughs> so so Ben, I see you sporting a gutter clone, which is it's actually a pretty good looking PFP. Is it on Solana? Is that it's, is that what that's it's about? Not on Solana. Yeah, no. the not clones. <laughs> the not gutter clones. Um, are you are you apeless these days, Ben? Did you sell your apes? No, I've never been apeless. I've, Get I've out of here! My whole life. Uh, <laughs> nah, man, I gotta switch it up sometimes. It, you know, you gotta you gotta give some of the background singers love once in a while. You know, you gotta make sure that they get some shine. Got to make sure that people don't forget about the other bags that I have. Because what fun is it only pumping one bag all the time? Sometimes you gotta switch it up. You know. I mean, it's true. It's definitely true. I'm sure the gutter community, uh, you know, is loving uh, that profile picture change. I want to dive into the trading activity of all the wonderful speakers on stage today. Uh, but first, as always, we have to kick things off with Signal's weather report. Signal, take morning, it away. Morning, 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 folks. Today, Tuesday, the 17th of May. So following Sunday's abysmal 33 million, we're at it again. Overnight volume stayed at 33 million on OpenSea. On the blue chips, apes, we got them close to 100, mutants at 20, whilst Izuki, Clonex, and Doodles are all ranging down at 13, whilst Moonbirds soaring up at 24 ETH. Over the past 24 hours, well, yesterday we had beautiful sunny day over on Seoul. On the OpenSea rankings, you can see that four out of the top 10 projects by volume but coming from Solana or a derivative of the Soul project. So you've got OK Bears holding a 250 Soul floor, so that's about 7 ETH. And the derivative on Ethereum called Not OK Bears had the highest volume yesterday. It's traded over 3,000 ETH in the past 24 hours, and it's about a 0.3 ETH floor. Board Ape Yacht Club, they shared a mysterious tweet on the whereabouts of Dr. Doc Abbott Gibbons. Uh, we don't know much about this yet. Hopefully some of the ape community can enlighten us, but everybody is on the hunt. And Dustbreakers, a very early call by resident gaming expert Jonah, had a breakout last night after their founder, Kevin Lin, who is also the co-founder of Twitch, announced a 24 million Series A led by Andreessen Horowitz, FTX Ventures, and all the other big dogs. On the markets, BTC, ETH and APE are, are all holding nicely. Nothing really happening there for the time being. And on the opening, on the open sea stats, well, it kind of feels like Solana's in the northern hemisphere enjoying summer, whilst ETH is in the southern hemisphere enjoying winter whilst they wait for spring to come. We are at significant lows. And while some of these projects have been rebought after being oversold, many of the new projects are not holding their new highs. New mints are being pushed back. But the good news is panic selling is over and floors are mostly stable. Overall, we have much higher volume happening on Magic Eden than on OpenSea. So the 24-hour forecast is sunny on Seoul, foggy on ETH. Back to you, folks. Wonderful mm. weather report, as usual, Signal, capturing uh, the difference in weather between the Solana hemisphere and the Ethereum hemisphere. It's really been wild to see. Vicky, you have your mm -hmm. hand raised. I, oh, go, go ahead, Nick. I mean, I, uh, okay, Vicky, please go ahead. Oh, wow. Go on, off to you, Nick. Vicky, well, I'm excited to hear you speak. No, I know. <laughs> I, I, I want to. You can go first, please. I, I I want you to go first. No, I can we're, hear the mental turmoil in your. No, we're we're <laughs> look. No, please, Vicky. No, after you. No, it's just. Uh, 
Okay. Anyways, <laughs> you can you can you you can go ahead if you want. Python bit. What's going like, so, on here? So here's the deal. That's why I put my hand up. It was just for those people that are running around trying to find the the million dollar ape. Um, oh, I'm in that Discord. Are you in there? Well, after I posted last night, because um, I got a few people that decided that they would go off and try and find Doc Gibbons. And then I was laughing so hard last night because I had various notifications on. Because after about 35 minutes, I saw that uh, Gargamel, Crypto uh, Garga, posted on the bottom end of the post because obviously everyone was going batshit crazy. His tweet reads, the poster is in relation to a community run project, not for the Trezor hunt. So I then had to go around all the people that were like like going crazy trying to find out this missing ape and say this is not the Trezor hunt, but um, he clarified that. So we're still waiting for the the next one to come out on the roadmap. Wait, so, what? Hold on one sec. This isn't an official board ape thing. Correct. It was an affiliate uh, community, not affiliate. Sorry, a community run project. So somebody obviously t uh, shared it on their Twitter, thinking, "Oh, that'd be a fun thing." And then us being us, all ran round, went, "Oh, it's a recent ape. We're all going to win an ape. Let's go." No, it sounds like you're getting an M3 serum. Is the is what people were saying? But hold on, where? So the, why did it... the Discord? It's uh, applied primate engineering. That's the. Account. Yeah, and I don't understand. They said we love – oh, from the ape community. Yeah. I see. Okay, so anyways, I went through that process and uh, am now in this private Discord. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean it seems like there's some – but, well, that's unfortunate. Man, that's quite disappointing then. I was expecting that here we were. I am about to win – millions of dollars it's not which is what about I deserve. you getting getting large sums of money for free nick i'm <laughs> that's sorry that's what this like, show is about no, no and we're moving on from this there's already way too much airtime on nick trying to figure out if he's somehow he gonna win pissed six about figures. this puzzle i'm not i don't even know what we're talking about you what seem puzzle? real I don't know. angry i don't even know what it is all i know is it sounds like you're trying to board api club through. tweeted a tweet last night about uh a puzzle and so they've done this before, and then it sets off a uh, flurry of activity. And suddenly we're not sleeping for days and realizing that we're all absolute idiots because the, the puzzles are impossible uh, to solve. And instead, you got to go work with other people. And uh, ultimately, you're not going to get anything through that process. Well, this was a similar thing and a well-produced puzzle uh, retweeted by Board Ape Yacht Club. So the key word in there was, we love a mystery, especially from the ape community. But it, the way that they phrased it made it seem like this was like a whole, I don't know, it, for a moment it felt like they were part of this. And uh, there's a website set up for this. So it's like a whole uh, sort of scavenger hunt type uh, uh, you know, puzzle. And... I don't know, like there's you got to email an email address with specific words in order to unlock a link, which gives you access to the Discord. Then you go in the Discord, but there's not any clues there from what I can tell, but maybe there are clues and you have no idea, so now it's a puzzle. Pio, don't worry about it. Clearly, you're not on the hunt, and so it doesn't really matter anyways. Is, anyone, <laughs> is it a real hunt, or are you guys just spinning in circles? <laughs> uh, it legitimately is. You need to. You need to have a mutant ape in order to participate in this. Um, but I, I just but, realized I mean, they deleted the original tweet. So who did? 
the ape, uh, the, the thing that Gargo put underneath, which was obviously the, the wanted for Doc Gibbons, which was the original tweet that Bored Ape obviously retweeted, that's now been deleted. Mm. So, they, so, so they updated the one that was in there. Well, anyways, I got an alert about this one uh, this morning when I woke up. And uh, you can check it out at appliedprimate.com if you have a mutant. But otherwise, we'll move on uh, so P.O. can talk about more important things. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Nick. Well, I have a mutant, so maybe I should look into whatever the hell that whole story is. But that's not what this whole show is going to be about. The show is about the current state of the NFT market, which is in a rather interesting place. You know, Node, you were talking about the All In podcast uh, that you listened to the other day. And I'm a fan of that show. I hadn't listened to it in a little bit. And you were absolutely right. Those guys are insane bearish on just like the u.s economic situation right now what's going on nick well jason calacanis also just sounded so bearish about the whole nft space he was like yeah and you're not you're no longer gonna be able to flip nfts for a living people okay you're gonna have to go and build things you're gonna have to go and build things okay and uh and 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 this is not sustainable you're not going to be able to make money with nfts so give that up uh, it was interesting. I didn't hear that part. I didn't get that deep. Yeah, That's if, if, you, if you get to the end of it, it's literally the end of the show. He's in there just discussing. I mean, what he's saying is pretty legitimate. I, I, I think that most <laughs> people are not anticipating the fact that they were going to be making a salary off of flipping NFTs. But here we are. You know, I could have not worked for the past year and that would have been okay. Uh, but we're at, we're actively building something at the same time. So I mean, I don't think it completely applies to us. But it but it but it felt a little. It felt like he was throwing some shade in the direction of the NFT ecosystem, which I yeah. thought was interesting. He's definitely a little dismissive uh, at a high level, though. You know, he's not necessarily wrong, right? Like he he uh, the, the all the money that was flowing in, the, the all the stimulus money people were getting, all the you know. All the all kind of the, the outflow of capital that was flowing into NFTs. It's like, where is it going to come from now is, is but, kind of the question, right? I guess. But like, do we really think that the Ethereum NFT pump was coming from people receiving airdrops of money from the government? Yes. Like, I, some of it. <laughs> so, well, so Ben is right. That definitely some of it. Um, I understand why Calicanus is thinking about it that way. But what I would also say is that Calicanus. Whatever, dude. Just, Whenever it's just, we just got to be make sure that we're all discussing the same person, you know. Okay, I like the guy. I hope that someday he comes on our show. I'd uh, reach anyway. out to him about about participating in a round. Ignored. We have met before. He uh, multiple times, and he's we've uh, engaged over email before. Just completely ignored this time, and it just you know sh sort of shows now to me. Uh, you know, his character and kind of what he's been speaking here about how bearish she is on the NFT space. So, you know what? I, we, we now have a little bit of um, a little bit of beef, okay. a little bit of beef in the streets. That, that's between you and Jason. If he wants to come on the show, he's always welcome. But anyway, uh, so I think that the way that everybody's framing it is that they are forgetting about and I hate saying this because it's so corny, uh, but they're forgetting about how early 
you know, the NFT space still is and the amount of people that are still onboarding, like normal friends of mine and even just acquaintances from years back have been like DMing me on Instagram and being like, oh, I see you're deep in the NFT space now. You know, uh, could we get a beer and stuff like that? Right. Like at the end of the day, like people like collectibles, there's really big markets for collectibles and all the traditional collectibles markets are basically, you know, mature with new people still onboarding. And the NFT uh, market is a nascent market that's onboarding at this rapid rate and it's a global market, right? So that's the part that people don't remember. So I understand what Calacanis is saying where it's not going to be up only all year slash forever now. It's going to be cyclical just like any other market and it's not going to be as easy to be full-time. When you look at it, basically, if you bought into NFTs before August of last year and you just bought the stuff that had the highest volume, the Board Ape Yacht Clubs of the World, Gutter Cats, World of Women, V Friends, um, obviously the OG stuff like CryptoPunks, even things like Curio Cards, things like that. I think you have to go back before July. I feel like May and June was primary. And I'd say more April, May was like peak time. Peak time to buy, I guess. Yeah, if you wanted to buy at like amazing prices, because when you look at that volume chart of 2021 in terms of sales volume in US dollars on OpenSea, it really takes off you know, after August, right? And then we had like the little bit of a downturn in December. And then January is another crazy blow off top. And really things were going pretty well right until the other side drop. And even after the other side drop, people were buying things for, you know, 100 ETH at a time, $300,000. When we don't have any information about other side, there weren't even codas on the land. Really wild, gnarly speculation. And then you look at this, you know, the, the current, situation in the traditional markets and it is pretty gnarly in that same podcast they mentioned that right now uh, the market cap of coinbase is trading at a uh, lower it's a lower market cap than their last private valuation so in other words if you're buying coinbase stock right now today like right now the market's open in five minutes if you buy coinbase stock in five minutes you are getting it for a better price than the the last investors you yeah. know before they went public which is crazy to think about that's it has nuts. a pe ratio of <laughs> 5.92 which is like absolutely ludicrous if you expect uh it as a growth company that said, it's trading more relative to the crypto market, and this has just become a proxy, I think, for uh, the crypto so, market. So a crazy stat there, too, is that um, the market cap of, of uh, Coinbase is right around the same as the market cap if you add up all the NFTs and coins released by Yuga Labs. So Mutants, Apes, Other Deeds, and ApeCoin actually have the same total market cap, or, or just about right now as the entirety of Coinbase, which is a publicly traded company. Like, that's nuts. That's a little scary, quite frankly. If I'm keeping it 100, you're including the Yuga Labs land in that, I'm assuming? You, you must be? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's terrifying. That's absolutely terrifying. No, um, I, I'm more viewed as an opportunity. I bought Coinbase the other day, and uh, I think, I mean, I'd buy more. I also bought it at the top, so that was cool. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm buying Coinbase. I think that buying Coinbase is, is great because it's an actual business. And so even in a, a bear market, it's going to make money. Plus, there's a lot of shit that they have to build out. They just botched a, an NFT platform. So you got to think that they're going to end up buying or making that right. Jesse, you were about to say something? 
Okay, maybe not. Yeah, I've been pumping, sorry, I've been pumping Coinbase in the in the Discord for a while. People keep like laughing because they just, you know, their 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 stock just dropped a lot, which to me is just an opportunity. I mean, big time. Yeah, I mean, like I would, yeah, I like a business that takes like a tiny percentage of every single transaction in a hugely growing market. Like, yeah, I kind of like that business model. Like, sorry, <laughs> I know their I know their NFT thing drop. Their you know their NFT thing. It could the whole NFT marketplace could be a catastrophe but they're still selling crypto and the people that are need to onboard that just saw ust go to zero are going to want i know you're not a big fan po and wapi and some of the some of the purists don't like custodial wallets guess what they want they want like they want that phone number and they want that guarantee i know of course yeah if they go bankrupt you don't get a guarantee but these are the that's where people the the next generation that are going to be onboarded they're going to coinbase they're going to it's like microsoft or or your whatever it is and again they're if they're taking 0.01 percent of every trade of crypto yeah i kind of like that and the Yuga thing, the Yuga thing, I would compare to, to kind of like Tesla. I don't know if people know Tesla is like its market cap is more than every other automotive maker combined, even though their sales are like one tenth. And this is just the world we live in now. People, you know, after the tech bubble, people are looking for long term potential, uh, sometimes over sort of, you know, typical, you know, revenue models. Yeah. So real quick on that, and then I want to throw to some of the speakers that have their hands raised. They have eighteen billion in current assets, which is more than the market cap of their entire company. This is Tesla or or Coinbase? no Coinbase. But that said, they also have liabilities. So you got to look at the d distinction of that. I'm guessing that uh, liabilities, current liabilities, include all of the accounts that are in their system, um, which they have eleven point four. But even so, if if you take the difference between those two. It's like six billion dollars of just current available capital, which, which is so ludicrous. The pricing yeah. on this is just dumb. I, I'm gonna go. I'm about to go buy a lot more of this. This just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I've been buying Coinbase every day. It's basically a complete no-brainer. It's an example of the market throwing the baby out with the bathwater, and it just makes. It, I mean, they they said it themselves on the show. It's like you know, it's screaming buy. They didn't specifically say Coinbase, but they said like there are stocks right now that are screaming buys, and that's got to be one of them, without question. I mean, look, we're all on an NFT show right now. We're all in the crypto space right now. It's a no-brainer. Um, you know, on the on the subject of the custodial wallets, Jesse. Yeah, the Bitcoin purist in me says you have to self-custody your assets, this, that, and the other thing. But I absolutely understand and appreciate onboarding people and having them have custodial wallets. An example would be a friend of mine was like begging me to like invest in our company. And I was like, dude, just buy the NFT. And he is like, you know, he, he's got no literacy when it comes to Web3. So I just went and bought like six of our NFT for him on the secondary market and I still have it you know, in my wallet. Um, and I was like going to have him get a ledger and install MetaMask and all that. But then it just occurred to me, I was like, dude, like, do you have Coinbase? Like, just get Coinbase and let's get you an NFT wallet on Coinbase and we'll send it to you or FTX, our sponsor. Sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or with the code the nifty on the FTX mobile app. Um, but that's just way easier to onboard people from outside the space into the space. Ben has his hand raised. Ben, what, what do you think? <laughs> about right Nice save there, P.O. <laughs> and i was like you need to use the competing competitor to our sponsor that's what you need to do <laughs> no i didn't say that i said use ftx ben what's on your mind yeah so um i i do agree with you guys a lot about the coinbase stuff and i think as we bring more people in who get higher 
value assets, they will want custodial wallets. And, and I think Nifty Gateway was a good example of people using a platform for that. But um, to go back to the conversation about the uh, the market right now and like the conditions that we're in, I think if, if you look back to last year at the start of that, you know, big bull that Nick was referring to. And, and you know, I, I was around before that, but um, that really was a, a major catalyst. A lot of it starting with Board Apes. But last year, around around this time of the year, we went from um, 4,000 ETH to about 2,000. So we were in a very, very similar range that we are now for ETH. And it stayed there going um, sideways for a couple months during the summer and then really, really started to pick pick up again um, at the end of July. So I think being in similar conditions right now where we, we seem to have hit some sort of support and stability there that if we do trend sideways in ETH and people aren't panicking and fearful of um, their, their total value dropping like that, I think we, we do have another chance for NFTs to pick back up and not necessarily from a massive injection of new capital, but people who have more or less been sitting on the sidelines with liquidity. And we see that with, with you know big drops and hype drops and every time there's a major pump, it's people are always like, oh my God, where did all of this money come from? But a lot of it is people waiting with, with liquidity to jump on opportunities. So I think that with, with the bearish sentiment we've seen over the past week or so and the, the support that we've found around this range, as long as we don't completely dump, I think this is looking like another opportunity for people to have a, a, a good chance at you know buying low in NFTs, but not necessarily with that kind of capital injection like a stimulus provided us. So. I think we, we are in a better spot than a lot of people realize. And, and the last point I'd like to make on that is we've even converted one of our biggest, most important critics to under at least understanding the value of some NFTs. And Daddy Vitalik Buterin put out a post yesterday saying that even though he dislikes many of the modern financial blockchain applications, which he then highlights $3 million monkeys, he understands that it's a, a big part of what keeps the crypto economy running and pays for all his favorite cool DAO governance experiments. So having someone like that seeing the light in a way, I think is is pretty bullish for the ecosystem. Absolutely. And people from other markets also realize that even if we don't go full up only 1000x, like you buy a board ape for 300 bucks in early 2021 and you literally get a million dollars of value within 12 months, even if we don't have that level, a 50 to 75% gain in the NFT space is borderline, like not even worth exploring to a seasoned NFT vet. But somebody that's coming from stocks. Sorry, what? What? You're not interested in 50 to 75% gains? I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like in the NFT space, the expectation is minimum 2x. Like people don't even want to sell unless it's minimum 2x. And if you tell someone that's been participating in the stock market for their whole career, they're going to be like, what are you talking about? Like I salivate over 2x. Like I'm trying to get that done right now. Same thing with the crypto markets, quite frankly. Um, Eddie has his hand raised. I know Eddie is uh, in Zen Academy. Uh, the three 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 club with Zeneca, as well as Moonbirds. Eddie's in all the cool clubs. Uh, what's going on, Eddie? How you doing? What's up? How's it going, guys? Oh, it's going good. Good to hear from you. Good. Good to hear from you too. So, do you mind if I bring things in a little bit of a different direction for a sec? Do it, buddy. Okay. So, 
I'm so I know like last week uh, was you know the whole the whole Zagabond Azuki debacle. Mm, yep. Suddenly things started to come back and the price moved back up to about sixteen and it's slowly been like coming down a bit in the in the days since. And now today, um, NFT Ethics, which has uh, kind of in my opinion uh, their own jaded history of tweets. Um, has put out another post on Zagabon specifically and doxed him uh, in the tweets and also provided some more some more insight, I guess, as to his like history and past. Um, I mean, I'll just give a quick opinion. Like before you read it, just go in and realize that the 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 tweets are kind of written with a certain a, a certain tone. Which I really yeah, all of NFT ethics a, a stuff is like is like pr- quite <laughs> aggressive. I remember, D- I remember DMing them with them after they did the beanie thing. I mean, ultimately, if it's any publication that's focused on exposing people, ultimately, sort of self corrupts because all right. your like you you have to go hunting for the worst stuff in the world, and it and it just creates. I, it, I don't know. It it doesn't create a healthy internal sort of sort yeah. of. And if of you can't find on... stuff that's that bad, you figure out a way to spin it so it's that bad, so you actually have content. Yeah. Look, I look, when it comes to them, I'm not a huge fan of their tone and the way that they present information. But um, both things can be true. Like they are not good at presenting it, but it is still valid, right? Like there's still actually valid information that you pulled from there. I do suggest people read it, but just you know, go in understanding that it's um, I'm, I'm curious to see how people will feel about this as it becomes a little bit more spread around and whatnot. Just like another update on the the whole Azuki situation. Yeah, I mean, it's worth mentioning that that's happening. I guess the guy's doxxed. Um, you know, it seems like so Azuki pulled back again and it hit like a 16 Ethereum floor again, which I thought was pretty wild. It seems like it's pulled back. Uh, I don't think it's going anywhere. And if that guy's going to keep working on it, then uh, you probably will see more updates and probably right. realistically more more progression over there. Spencer, you have your hand raised. What's going on? Hey, yeah, I just wanted to jump in on this point and a couple others, but um, I wouldn't even necessarily call what nft ethics has done fully doxing because in my view there's no substantiation of their claims it probably is true that the person who they've named is him is zagabond but like in my view the the the, like gold standard for this type of post should be that okay there's something on chain or there's something where you as a consumer of this content can legit check them especially given the history of nft ethics like not really breaking the best news or, or the most clear. And so I, I would like, again, I think it likely is true, but there isn't enough like trait, like, like retraceable evidence in what they've posted for me to feel a hundred percent confident that this is like a matter of fact. And that makes me uncomfortable because at the end of the day, that means they're, they're just saying kind of trust us. Like we've done the research and they, they in the thread talk about like, oh, like someone else is going to publish the on-chain version of this, which shows all the data. But if that's the case, then they should have coordinated to publish them at the same time. It just it, it feels like not a good look. And the, the issue with that to me is if this is the individual and like they are correct, then they've given him a lot of like fuel to say, no, 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 like they NFT ethics is in the wrong and you know, distract from whatever might come up if things do come up about his prior life, which it doesn't even really seem in their thread like they were able to find. 
I wonder if this is the thread that he was trying to front run by coming out and saying, well, he, you know, that that he had the background. Here's here's something interesting. Apparently, he worked at Google. Uh, Whoa. So there you go. Ex Google, so baby. There you go. We were we were. It sounded like that wasn't even true. And now NFT ethics saying that he worked at Google. Bullish indicator. All pump in em. on Azuki. Nick, Nick, pump yeah, now. Pump, Nick, can I get breaking news real quick? Breaking news. Breaking news. The founder of Azuki worked at Google. He's ex-Google, ladies and gentlemen. Buy it. Buy Azuki. <laughs> Holy shit. It's going to the moon. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know. Uh, speaking. Sp oh, go ahead. <laughs> I didn't have Actually, anything. Yeah. I got nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was going to say, speaking of uh, throwing shade at different projects without complete insight, yesterday I did some of that with uh, uh, Look, Looks Labs, but it's Look Labs, and I thought they didn't have a Twitter account. I ended up deleting that tweet <laughs> uh, after, the, after the community was attacking me. That was um, a good tweet. Five minutes <laughs> as a in. Holder, as a holder, I support that tweet. I, <laughs> I, said, that it was, I said that it was a rug. And it, it appeared to be, I hadn't done enough research there. It's not a rug. It's just there's literally zero activity and volume on the NFT project. And uh, they're, they're not looks labs. They're look labs. <laughs> um, but I Nick, don't, you it, don't have to delete a tweet. All you have to do is follow it up in the thread with JK. And then <laughs> no, well, I, I actually re say, I I retweeted it and clarified my position. But now I'm getting DMs from everybody, including from the founder who it sounds like maybe we'll chat with, but like he had kind of disappeared before. Um, and so it's not clear uh, what has happened. Um, it's been a mess for holders of the project, by the way. Like it's just, I, I was a holder until I liquidated almost everything that I have from that. It's just been a lack of information and delays just consistently. It's been a shit show. I bought one of those stupid keys before Mint thinking I was going to get a free airdrop. It took 10 days of me bitching nonstop, like just some psychopath, and they finally sent it to me. Granted, they did send me a diamond, so I sold that for like half an ETH. But <laughs> it's complete bullshit. Like, I minted all of these things like thinking, yeah, damn, it's going to be great. Beanie's last hoorah. And his last hoorah was a slow rug. Yeah, I mean, look, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, Nick can be a little bit brash with some of the tweets that he no, puts out there sometimes. No. Uh, Nick's Nick's Wait, a cowboy, oh, ladies and gentlemen. He really but, is. But I no, mean, I'm, go ahead. No, I'm just, just I'm just like sitting here stunned because it sounded like um, that Beanie's last hurrah was a slow rug, and I just didn't see that coming based on 30 <laughs> years of of borderline criminal activity. But go ahead. Nick. <laughs> Um, note as his hand raised. Note Jesse was expecting the fast rug. Jesse, I trade Solana. I'm used to people deleting the Discord after Mint, not three months later. Node's a smart person that generally says things that are smart. Can't wait to hear his thoughts here. Node, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, let's let's keep the caveat at generally. Uh, well, I do, as much as I hate to say this, I think we do have to talk about the inferior Solana platform with EV. <laughs> Solana, uh, Solana! Nick, Nick, and I, Nick and I are too elitist to really engage over there. Excuse but me, speak for yourself. I've been calling this all along. I've been saying Solana is the future. It's going to overtake Ethereum. And then here we are. Wow, look at that. Well, guess, the data guess, shows. Guess, who owns, guess who owns the most pristine NFTs on Solana? That would be me. I own a Solana monkey business. That is that is the cream of the crop, even he though it got does. by OK Bears. 
Yeah, because uh, Node, Node always buys the best shit. He's like, oh, the Solana thing might take off. Well, what's the best one? Cool, let me buy it. Perfect. Well, but but I, it always ends up biting me because I did the same thing. I thought punks were the best, and then they got flipped by apes, and this is happening all over again. And it's OK Bears, which is a perfect ripoff of, of the apes. So the, the whole not OK Bears thing is, is actually quite funny. But I, I'd be curious if anyone knows, like, the overall. So if we added up the overall volume um, from Magic Eden plus OpenSea, are we at, were we at, like, 60 to 70 million yesterday in, in total volume? I wish Captain Kicks wasn't getting rugged because uh, he's I have supposed to. I'm not rugged. I'm right here. I, I, re, I read oh. to it. He, he's oh. just been quiet. But yesterday we had 30. Oh, actually, I don't know about yesterday. This 24 hours ago it was 37 million. So I don't know. Kicks, you got any insight on that volume, buddy? Well, people said that the um, uh, that uh, Magic Eden did like thirty percent of Ethereum, so that would be like ten million. So that would put us at like 40, a, 43, 44 million total. I think that was a couple of days ago. Yesterday, I was seeing tweets that it was that Magic Eden volume was greater than OpenSeas. Was that is that correct? I mean, uh, I in, in units, maybe. Because like it's uh, there's a lot of like uh, McDonald's value meal entities on there. Magic Eden did 13 million yesterday. Okay, that's oh, what it says here. But then US dollars and US dollars. But then underneath it, it says 36 million for 24 hours. So I don't understand. You're looking at DAP. I radar? think that was sold total, Nick. Sold total did 36. Was, yeah. Magic Eden did 36. Oh, okay. Yeah, it that's the second time you've had that issue, Nick. By the way. Nick, I'm with you. It's it's a little misleading because it says Magic Eden statistics volume 36 million. Yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, that's that's an issue with this site. Um, but it does appear that um, regardless whether it's Seoul or Magic Eden, I mean, it's still a significant amount for Solana as a whole. We also have data on the total number of NFTs sold. Um on uh well it's weird the solana volume dollars is not available but we see total number of transactions and on the 16th uh which was yesterday OpenSea had 16,300 uh solana nfts traded um which is uh i guess a lot I've, i mean I've, yeah the top three projects it was the lizards on solana the bears on solana and then the top ethereum project was the derivative knockoff of the bears on ethereum it was not okay bears but i saw uh, yeah i saw uh, my, my open simulations open C misreports um misreports solana they the way that they report it on their volume on their website is not open C data it's all uh solana data there's also a i was on a space with magic eden yesterday and they were talking about how OpenSea takes in bids and offers whereas magic eden volume doesn't so there's a few things that they were talking about like the volume is just tracked weird probably because we're a bunch of degenerates who don't know how to count okay so there's definitely issues in the way that they are accounting uh however I would it's fairly accurate i would assume that that based on everything that i'm seeing it makes sense so OpenSea did 35 million looks rare did 13.5 million magic eden did 13 million that sounds about right to me so in total like if you're now counting uh solana in the daily volume in total we did like uh 60 million if you include looks rare as well that's another significant metric is is the fact that um looks rare did you know 13 million in volume um uh, 
<clears throat> over the last 24 hours, which is also around 30% of OpenSea volume. So part of what we're seeing is that OpenSea um, is losing market share, but then also Ethereum NFTs is losing a little bit of market share um, to Solana as well. Um, <laughs> that's so funny, you, Nick. Have you seen Skullbot Biker Gang? That's one. Of, that's the third most traded Solana. They're, they're also they also did an 18x yesterday. <laughs> so, that's what i'm fucking talking about fly, baby Nick, you know what's even crazier their first collection did 102x so <laughs> keep fading them man keep fading it <laughs> well look hey ladies and gentlemen since we're talking about it uh easy is launching a solana version of this show i'm gonna co-host it with them we're gonna see what easy's talk show skills are really like now i'm gonna back them up we're gonna we're gonna take care of biz um and that's gonna start on monday once we're back and we're hungover from vcon um so that'll be fun so check that out that's gonna be at 5 p.m eastern monday through friday realistically unless easy just conks out out after day two when he realizes how hard it is to be a talk show host we'll see no i'm just kidding i, I can't wait for that that's going to be so exciting i think uh, a lot of people have been waiting to hear easy talk solana um so that's really going to be a fun time so definitely check that out if you're new to this show this show happens monday through friday 9 a.m to 10 30 a.m eastern time every single day uh we're talking more and more about solana look i think it's a good thing i think solana onboards a lot of people and I think that we're going to focus more just on individual projects, you know, versus um, focusing on what chain it's on. Although there will always be the ETH maxis, the Solana maxis. Nick's telling me that July, uh, the Ginny, also known as Crypto Boy, from the song that we played 20 times yesterday, is on stage right now. July, how are you? I'm absolutely terrific. Thank you so much for asking. What's up? How, how are you guys? Oh, we're fantastic. Great to have you on the show today. Uh, you know, heard you recording, uh, you know, some live records yesterday on Farouk Space. That was really cool. Um, and yesterday, yeah, you know, we couldn't help but play a, a little song over and it's over again. NFT Wait, hold on. Pause it one second. You, gotta, you, you, you got the wrong clip. This is the one. This is his. <laughs> I know, I know. Bump it, bump it. Give it its due. You always seem to find a way to tear things down, but this Ethereum is gonna give me up this sound. Not Solana. That's what he said. so rich, but I will take it to the moon if you don't want to come in. I need that best life. You're making mixtapes. So please enlighten me how I'm so damn delusional, babe. You're a musician. You work at RVs. That's why I ain't what you say. So, Let's get a round of applause, ladies. Yeah, I just, I just gotta go. say go. that last line really speaks to me. <laughs> That's really what I'm talking about. The Arby's job, the always going long. Just you really hit home with that. Thank you. No, hundred percent. I think if you work at Arby's, you don't get to tell me uh, what is what is important in uh, my life. You know. <laughs> do, do, Fair obviously, Fair you obviously like, don't care about yours. So I just like. <laughs> Oh, snap. Jeez, yo, shots fired at Arby's employees everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Holy shit. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> so, uh, July, what, so I'm curious here. Uh, so you you wrote this song or this clip of it, uh, and now you've gone viral. Like, what's going on with your life? Um, And also, do you trade? Like, were you trading Ethereum? Like, what? what 
what where was the source of that what, i mean were you focused on music or did you act like are you also actively uh participating in the nft so NFT for me, space? it was it was mostly that um i did small like small scale trading and stuff like that like really small scale stuff um because i just i wasn't fortunate enough to have enough money to really do anything with like crypto that much. But like I was, I was in it enough to know like some of the terms and stuff like that. And I was, I was trying to come up with an idea of like how to attack the track in a funny way that I felt was like, cause obviously like she's like doing it in a humorous way. A lot of people took it and uh, were like very, uh, <laughs> kind of weird about it they were they were like attacking her like man we hate this girl you know <laughs> welcome to like, the nft space i mean like she's joking you know but so i was i was trying to attack it in that same way it's like how are you gonna judge somebody for thinking that crypto is gonna make them into a big sensation and stuff like that when you're literally a musician you know yeah, yeah. I mean, I and I feel like that was like you know captured by the way that you approached the song. So since you put the song out, like you know, has the NFT space welcomed you with open arms? How many haters have there been? I'd love to know because like, well, look, it's, it's, it sounds it's like a, you got airdropped. You got sent a bunch of money from supporters or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's was what been it seemed like absolutely insane, insane. I, I've been <laughs> sent so many NFTs and. Just like straight up money, I got sent like straight up USD. Like people are being so generous. Um, and it's crazy. My life is like completely changed financially. I was really, really poor, <laughs> and now like, like I feel like I'm heading into that realm of like finally being financially free and being able to really take this um, NFT thing fully on. And I'm super excited because I've always wanted to do it. And I actually had a friend that blew up in the space doing it. And now he's helping me, um, like, hit my max potential within the community and stuff in Web3. And I'm just really excited to see, like, what the future holds within, like, the music space for, for Web3 for me. I think that I have a lot to offer and that I just need to, like learn more and like be a student for a little bit and then like be able to to show off what i got you know he was poor and now he's rich ladies and gentlemen let's go Holy will you, be making, July will the you be making a remix crypto girl instead i've heard rumors of it i need to know whoa okay so yeah i am i'm coming up with uh i think we're we're doing crypto boy um 2.0 first it's kind of like a callback to the song you know and just to to kind of like get first a, a little collection out there for me and stuff like that. And then what that's going to do is fund an entire album just of music in general that I want to also like treat as a mint and stuff like that for people. And just I, I, it's going to be super, super cool. And it's mostly for like like a like a funding type of thing. And I'm just I'm, I'm really excited to uh <laughs> to, to finish it and stuff like that i just I, I all of this is happening like super fast and i'm super excited and i, I just want to thank everybody that's uh been supporting me and making me feel welcome in web3 <laughs> it's been wild i've never felt so supported in my life um like just like not only in a financial statement but like just in general you know 
and that's that's a beautiful thing, and uh, that's why I love Wolf Three. Yeah, we got your back, July. Don't worry about it. A couple things. Um, you know, I've long said that the innovation on the music NFT front is going to come from independent contributors, like independent artists, just like how you saw Macklemore and Ryan Lewis pop off over a decade ago at this point without the help of a record label. You know, innovators in many ways. However, record labels still really hold the keys for the music business. It's not going to be a record label that ends up innovating because the um, the technology standards in that industry are very slow moving, right? Because it's uh, it's all about actually being analog in the music industry. Everyone's always trying to get that that same sound that like Jim Morrison got in the '60s, and you know the Beatles got way back in the day, right? So it comes from individual contributors. So I sincerely believe that you're in a really good spot, man, to be able to innovate and set a precedent and and really change the game so i hope you do the other thing is that someone in our discord pointed something out that's definitely worth mentioning i'm sure a lot of people are airdropping you stuff i don't know if somebody airdropped you that dgen tune if so that's like a major come up for sure but yeah you want to you want to be careful about uh interacting with stuff that gets airdropped to you if it's a legitimate collection you're good to go but people are going to try to scam you so definitely be careful because it's not all roses over here there's a lot of criminals Oh no, hundred percent. And I, I'm serious. I'm serious. Look, this no, is criminal no. zone. Warning. Warning. Straight up criminal zone. Can we get like one of those like like woo sounds or something? You know? Damn, son, where'd you Damn. find that? That's all I got. Yeah, I love relying on this one. He stole that sound effect from another show that we were on and has still not decided to come up with a different one. We're get, we're gonna have one. I can't I can't wait for it. <laughs> No, but I okay. So I I do want to say uh, another thank you to everybody that has been looking out for me and giving me proper advice and stuff like that. I've been able to completely like know what to avoid and how to navigate the space and everything. So I I feel pretty confident that I'm not gonna do anything stupid. You know, I don't check my hidden folder. I don't hit any links. Like I I legitimately will not hit a link like from anybody. I'm just mad paranoid now. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, I just, I really, dude, it's crazy. Like people have been looking out and I'm, I'm so thankful for you guys for real. Oh, so awesome, man. Well, I'm glad that you've had a positive experience. We got Ben and Eddie with their hands raised. I don't know if you have a question for July or a thought about that, or you want to change the subject, but Ben, wh what's going on? Yeah, dude. Thanks. Uh, first of all, July, I wanted to say awesome performance, man. Uh, I'm glad you came up here. I wanted to give you some flowers on that. Oh, I had to you. watch it a few times over just to even make sure that was like your real voice. It sounded so epic when I first listened to it. I, I had to check and make sure that you weren't just putting up a video of it. So <laughs> that was really cool. Um, but I, I want to just mention some things real quick. Uh, you're a great example of, of what I preach a lot in this space uh, about people who are asking how to get involved and what to do. And, you know, you did it without any expectation. And I think that's really important of using using your talents and what you like to do and what you're good at and bringing it into Web3 and getting support for that and doing it in such um, an organic way that I think that's one of the reasons why you got so much support. So that, you know, it's a, it's a great beacon of hope for a lot of people, in my opinion, that are trying to break in and don't really understand how. And and my advice is, you know, do what you love to do. And and July, you're an awesome example of that. 
And the the last thing, uh, Nick, real quick. So um, I, I donated to you, July, and and I just want to say that when I saw that video of of you t in the shower, that that really hit me, man. And I just want to say that I would like if you can earmark the funds that I gave you to uh, go directly towards whatever you're doing with a new shower. <laughs> I think that. <laughs> That'll really be important, but uh, yeah, man, you, you're you're a great example here, and I just wanted to you know give you your flowers in front of the stage. Oh man, thank you so much, thank you so much. I think it's it's so I think with me joining the space, it was so important to me to make sure that I was transparent and that I wasn't gonna try to come in here as like a culture vulture or anything like that and try to pretend like I knew anything about the NFT space and stuff like that. You know, I I knew that I was a guest. And I, but I knew that I wanted to learn and that I really wanted to be a part of the culture since when like my friend Champ started doing so well in the culture, um, like watching him go from like nothing to like what he is now, is just amazing to me. And I, I'm like, you know what, if this guy is willing to reach out and, and help me with my own thing and be able to like propel music further in web three but not only that but like kind of bridge that gap between web two and web three you know uh that's like that's like the main goal for me and uh i think like what what you guys were saying before is it needs to be an independent artist to be able to do it because like it's the only way to make everybody understand that you hold the power as an independent artist to be able to use nfts to properly fund your projects and take the power away from these labels that have all of this money over you and have all of these assets over you. You could do it all yourself if you just play the game right. You know what I mean? You get it, buddy. I hope that you're able to execute that. The music industry is a very Machiavellian industry, but yeah, you can take the power into your hands. Nick had his hand raised. You unmuted. Nick, do you have something to add here? Well, I was just going to say you said one thing, which is so key, which is what most people don't do, which is... Uh, that you were going to take time and just like learn and research and stuff. And I think most people just skip that part completely and just dive in and want to um, just like immediately make a bunch of money. And I know at least for myself, I spent like a, at least a six to six plus weeks just uh, interviewing people, researching stuff. And that's not even a long time. Six weeks is kind of a joke. Not um, buying Justin Aversano's NFT when he told you to. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> make, making bad, <laughs> missing out. Not on, buying on, V friends when you've yeah, had a ten plus year relationship with Gary. Shot Gary's. fired. Um. So yeah, th there were. Th J July understands the sound effects. We're gonna have to get him. July. We're about to pay. We're about to pay the guy that does the sound effects for Kevin Hart's podcast, but we might kick him to the curb and just bring July and no, just Yeah, totally. just get me in here. I'll hit you with some pew pews and boom. boom. <laughs> um, well, there, there we go. Uh, but anyways, I, I think that that's useful um, uh, insight in terms of just doing the research and taking the time and yeah, just being patient with things. I mean, it sounds like you're on. Um, I, I, well, you're also take. Uh, taking advantage of the moment which is definitely a way to go um because yeah. it's rare um that you end up with uh on a on a track that's like so viral and then i also think it's just interesting it's also just a moment in time with this whole uh TikTok music thing i had yeah. not i had not been following it to in the way 
um, that this had. But then I went and did a bunch of research this weekend on it because I just found it fascinating, the whole like open mic uh, virality approach to it where people start tracks and other people complete it. And it's a great way to surface talent like yourself and other people. I don't know how long that subset of TikTok's been active, but I found a ton of musicians this weekend as a result of that. And and now it's like a, an area of TikTok that I'm absolutely I'm so fascinated proud of you for learning how to with. use TikTok. Okay, I really appreciate that. I understand really that TikTok <laughs> exists, but but that one subset of it just seems ultimately fascinating to me because it's sort of like Justin Bieber was born out of YouTube. This seems yeah. like there's going to be people born out of TikTok in the same. There already has been, but I just think like to to a degree that, that this is the platform for that. Yeah, and when I first started getting into TikTok and and stuff like that, like I gained my following off of like creating uh, these skits. Uh, I made this uh, skit called "When the Artist Doesn't Look the Way uh, That They Sound," and it ended up going like viral for me and stuff like that. And I got my following through that. I got myself to like I think like sixty thousand followers from that video, and. I, I then I just started using that to try and come up with other ideas and stuff like that. But it's funny the the whole open verse concept. Um, people just started doing that, but they were doing it to like funny songs and stuff, and it was a meme. And it, it's it's kind of funny how everything on TikTok starts off as like this funny trend type of thing where you just get put on some random song or something. Like what if I was on Gez's whatever, you know? And now it's like a straight up way for artists to not only put their song out there, but communicate with other artists that are trying to push their brand and stuff like that. And it really shines a light on like the writers. And that's why I like open versus so much just because I'm super into like the writing aspect of music. And I like creating a story and, and not only just like simple love songs and stuff like that, but creating a twist that makes people go, Oh, cool. This is, this is nice. I can listen to this a couple of times and see what he did in different in different areas like oh i didn't get that the first time but now i get it you know and that was where i started to see myself shine in the tiktok space and i ended up doing this verse for this girl called Sadie Jean or Sean or i don't i don't remember um but it was her song what are you doing now and oh you were you're on that song i checked that one that that yeah. song showed up for me as well actually when i was doing this research and that girl's like super talented i don't know she's like 20 years old or something like that yeah she's idea. she's super cool i remember i it was just me and my buddy aaron doe um and aaron doe isn't a music channel or anything but he did her open verse and i was really cool with aaron doe and he was like hey you should do it too because i really like your music and i'm like okay bet man you know i'm always looking for content to post and stuff like that i was already posting like three times a day so i'm like you know what let's try this and so i did it and i went to sleep <laughs> like I, I literally put my phone down took a nap like halfway through the day woke up and it was at like four hundred thousand views and like within two hours and i was like what is happening this is insane Crushing, just just taking advantage of the algorithm. Uh, July, let me ask you. So when I listen to the style of the song, you know, I think the influences are probably like early 2000s. So I just quickly wanted yeah. to ask you, what, what are like the early 2000s or whatever is the inspiration for that style? Like, what are the bands that you liked? Because um, I'm going to play one of them at the end of the show. Um, but I, I want to throw to Redbeard in a second who just came on stage. But I'd be curious, July, who are the influences there? 
Um, I think that a lot of my influences come from a little mixture of like the new age pop punk bands that aren't really as big. And then the old ones, like some 41 and like, um, you know, blink 80, blink 182, blink 82, you know, (laughs) without the one anyway, Uh, (laughs) but just like the classic pop punk bands. Um, I know a lot of people have compared me to yellow card. Um, I loved them as, as a kid and stuff, but like, I was just all about rock music when I was younger and stuff like that. So I kind of pull from that when I, when I do songs like that and I heard her go more of like that rock route. And I was like, Hey man, people tell me I got a good rock voice. So I might as well try this. Yeah, man. And I mean, you're crushing it. Obviously stick around on stage, man. It's been great having you and, uh, and hearing more about your story and your path to virality. Nick, go ahead. Well, um, I just wanted to say, uh, before, before we turn to uh, Redbeard, uh, just a quick intro. Uh, I started a little FUD uh, last night around this, around this project. Some uh, look, look Labs. And we wanted, um, we were looking forward to, uh, you know, bringing on somebody to, so that we could have a full-blown fight here on stage. Redbeard, <laughs> how's it going? Beef sells, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Hey, good, hey, good morning, good morning. Hey, before before we thanks for bringing me up, guys. But before we get into that, I just want to say to July that I am like the biggest fan of you now, man. I, I <laughs> like I like I have probably played that song a hundred times in the house. The kids like it. The wife likes it. They're all laughing because I talk about NFTs all the time. I'm texting the. The version was spotty on YouTube to all my friends who get sick of me talking about NFT. It's just like, I just love it, man. I am like, I'm like a super fan of yours now. I'm and, so glad that you like it, man. Dude, I just. Good start, I, I, Redbeard. You're off to a I, good start. Complimenting <laughs> July. It's making the audience like you. You win, win it over. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely serious. Like, I'm obsessed with that song. And, and I think like. What, what what makes me even more excited about it is, you know, Gary V was talking about this last year, October, November. He did some videos where he talked about, look, there's going to be these guys or girls and they're going to they're going to do some banger on TikTok and everybody's going to go crazy. And then instead of like they're, they're, they're basically going to like turn away from the record labels and they're going to do their own NFT nft thing they're going to crowdsource their own way up um through the community and i mean you are at least from my perspective from my little view of the world like you are the first one that has really done that i mean you got spotty's attention you know i mean i don't even put spotty in that category you you, you also got to include the original artist of this who's salem uh salem alessi uh, which oh. I think is like the 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 foundation of the actual yeah. song. Yeah, true that, true that. Yeah, I I haven't heard her on Spaces yet. Um, I mean, I I heard you on Farouk yesterday. I mean, I just I just love it, man. I just I love the story. I'm just I'm so excited. Like I'm gonna be buying your NFTs when you put it out. But I do have one question: Are are you um or like can can we figure out a way to get you to VCon? Uh, I don't know if you like. If you're coming up this week, I, I live in Minnesota, so I'm I'm here. Uh, so I mean, obviously, I'll be there. Um, but anything we can, like, I don't know if you have plans of, of coming up, but I think like 
Well, you guys you know, should uh, DM each other and figure that out. Uh, and then, but, but, but in the friends. interim, what we should do is get into some beef here, Red Bear. We got to give him up here. We got we to gotta pay AJ and Gary, and we got to get this man a stage and a mic. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> Is, is that Pia? Are you playing that sound effect? It's time, motherfuckers. It's fight time. <laughs> we need oh, to fight time. Okay. Are you ready to rumble? <laughs> All right, Redbeard. You got your mitts yeah. on. You're bouncing back and forth. You're staring Nick down from across the octagon, swinging back and forth. <laughs> Bruce Buffer. So you're, you're Jason, Redbeard, whatever your last name is. So here we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, okay, yeah, let's, so, yeah. let's hash it yeah, out. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so first of all, I just want to, like, you know, you guys had reached out to me, or, or like, we, we were talking mutually about me coming on in April, and then I kind of, like... Disappeared, you know, maybe? I, I mean, well, so here's what happened. Like, I'm not kind of, I'm not really used, like, I'm not as popular as you guys, so I'm just, I'm kind of coming up, I'm getting used, I'm still getting used to getting, like, a zillion DMs, um... And, you know, and then in May, we kind of had like, we've had like every week we've been doing something and I've just been like, it's just been so crazy trying to launch this thing and do this presentation and that thing. So that 100% is on me. I apologize for, um, for kind of like disappearing, uh, but it was certainly not intentional. And I, and I appreciate you guys bringing it up, but, but yeah, I, I didn't actually see any the tweets well, I, or, I, I, or, I, I or like deleted yeah. I, I, I can tell you what it was, uh, and I had done uh, basically very minimal research. That's historically uh, what I do. We keep having to fire our research team over here because they keep uh, delivering <laughs> underwhelming Nick, results. Nick, here, can but... you actually can you let them know that Redfield so, is on stage now, real quick? Can you like go let the research team so, know what's so, going on? Yeah, well, I'll I'll go over and do that. But in the hey. Hey, he's on stage now, and after you guys led me to post this uh, just inaccurate tweet, this is unacceptable. Get on here and listen to what this man says. My apologies. This is going to be the second wait, research wait, 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 team. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Nick, do your kids work for you? Is are you talking to them? No, this is, this is, we have, we have a massive staff over here of researchers. Anyway, so what, what I looked at and what it appears that they looked at um, was the uh, floor price, the lack of volume, and then uh, when I looked up looks, I, I thought your account was Looks Labs, <laughs> and uh, and so and so when I went and looked up Looks Labs, nothing shows up, and then I'm like, well, where the hell, where like, the hell? like where is this project? And so then I'm like, fair. did did they legit just disappear? And then, and, and now I'm looking at it, and uh, it turned out to be Look Lab. Someone corrected me on that. I deleted the tweet, and that's where we are at this point. So that, fair, that, fair that's enough. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, just like real quick, my, I mean, just like the, the 22nd, you know, like I've been in the space for a year about my punk last year, you know, slowly got into it, followed Beanie. Beanie, you know, all of his tweets did really well for me. Early January, all that FUD came out. I just kind of thought it was a little overblown. And I just messaged him and I said, hey, you know, I I think I'm ready to do something in the space, whether it's a launch my own project or be a part of one. And then he connected me with Green Genie, who's um, doing Look Labs and Beanie is an investor. And him and I just hit it off. And, you know, he was doing his 420 game. And, uh, and Beanie and I had kind of been chatting about this, 
you know, comic, you know, with like a, a mini game twist to it. And so we kind of launched that thing under Look Labs. It got a little bit of traction. And um, and we, we kind of all collectively decided like, hey, like, let's not even charge for the mint. Let's let's give them to current holders. You know, you keep doing the, the plan that you had. And then let's, do, you know, give away a bunch of whitelists. And that's what we did. We gave away, you know, thousands of whitelists to people on Twitter and doing contests. And so everybody essentially got, you know, minted into Endgame for free. And then, um, you know, that, and that's it. And so then at some point at, at that time, they kind of said, hey, why don't you just kind of oversee all the labs? And by the way, you know, I think we should acquire this group and that group. And and so that's a, another thing we've been doing in the background is we made a couple acquisitions, which we're going to start to announce in the next few weeks. And, uh, and yeah, man, we just want Look Labs to be a really cool, uh, you know, mini game, you know, a, a mini game creating studio. And in the next year, we're hoping to like, you know, build out like a Roblox style game creator where people can come and like come up with their own themes and concepts and launch their own games. So, um, so yeah, man, that's it. I'm just, I'm not, how about, uh, the, how, how about the first game though? Is it like that game actually functioning that you guys built? Did you acquire Wolf game? Uh, no, no, we did not. Um, but, but no. also there's a game that's in development, right? So what, what's the deal with that? I, the, is it weed game? I don't remember what. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. 420 yeah, yeah. game. Well, yeah, I'll give you a real quick on that. So, yeah, so 420 game was the game that he launched originally. And it's kind of like this, um, it, it's like this, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but you, like you basically, it's like Sims for building a weed empire. And, um, and so right now there's only staking capabilities. We're, we're probably this week within a couple of days, we're going to do beta testing for our OG holders that are part of look labs. And, um, and what I can tell you is that the game is extremely complex, at least on the back end. I mean, Genie has tied together like six or seven smart contracts to make it all work. Um, and, you know, I mean, basically, since I kind of that took over... That sounds risky as... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, right. Well, I mean, like, it's, it's very... Like, that's what Wolf Game did, you know? Like, in order to make Alpha Game work, you know, I mean, it's like a, it's like a ton of contracts tied together. That's how it all is on chain. And so, I, I, I mean, I can tell you, you know, knowing, you know, I, I did have a, a quick chat with those guys and, like, and Genie. And, like, what Genie's putting together is just as complex. And so he's... He's just been really heads down, like putting that thing together. And I've tried the beta. It's really dope, you know, but he's just like a perfectionist. So he's just like, he's tightened up the UI. We've, we brought in some more people for that. And so I, you know, you should expect, you know, full, like more gameplay on that do, within a week or two after beta. Do you know why the time frame? I think the biggest complaint that I heard from a lot of people was that the timeline keeps being pushed back and pushed Every back and pushed day. back. And so yeah. I was wondering, like, it, it, where is that coming from? Because I know, like, I know from a developer standpoint, we always end up missing deadlines. Um, but like, it, I, like, yeah, no, you're not, these you're, you're not wrong. I mean, I, I mean, it, the the four twenty was definitely pushed back um, a couple times. Uh, it hasn't really been pushed back since since I kind of took over, and and I'm not giving myself any credit. It was more just that. Genie was just doing way too many things. 
And he also had a, a kid at one point you know, in the last month. And so I basically, you know, removed all this stuff from his plate that were completely irrelevant to game development. And so he's just been heads down, focused on that. Uh, but yeah, there has been some delays with the 420, but hopefully that'll come to an end. Now on the end they game must have front, been smoking a lot of that ganja. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick, easy as breaking news. Then I got more questions for Redbeard. Real quick, yeah, easy okay, okay. Hold on, breaking news. Sorry to interrupt there, Redbeard. Easy. Okay, okay. Uh, over to you. Not okay, Bears and Ethereum Monkey Business have both been delisted from OpenSea, continuing to show that Solana what? is a dominant chain. Oh my God! Wow! This is bullshit! Are they delisted on Looks Rare? Oh, who the fuck uses Looks Rare? Apparently, a good amount of people. There's a good amount of. There's a lot of people. You should that be use using Magic Eden and buying the Solana projects. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, well, that, was, that, that was that yeah. was breaking so, news. So really, easy. Is that referring that. to the the board ape yacht club on Solana that they had? No, that should have been deleted a long time ago, and that <laughs> was up to like a twenty soul floor. So I don't ask questions anymore. Does that make the chain <laughs> inferior again? <laughs> no, Easy doesn't make okay. the rules. He doesn't make the rules. Um, so look, so Redbeard, first of all, how often do you talk to Beanie? Like, what's your actual legit relationship with Beanie like? And then second, is Beanie listening to this right now in the crowd with a burner account? I think the answer to the second one is yes. Like, let's be real. Hey, Beanie, the what's going yes. on, buddy? <laughs> like, come on, Redbeard. It's a yes, right? He's in the crowd right now on a burner. Like, come on. So I, I do, we do chat quite a bit because I do think that he has some pretty amazing high level kind of strategic advice. So I, I'm always, you know, pinging him for that information. As far as like a burner account, I, I don't, I don't, I truly, I truly, truly do not know of one. Uh, if mm -hmm. he does have one, I, that's the, that's the gospel. Well, he, he's, he's, he said that he has like dozens of them. So but yeah, he's self-admitted. Yeah. Yeah. He may have them, but I don't know what they are. Um, yeah. so that, that, and that's the truth. It, and, but if, if I did, I, I would tell you, um, so but yeah, you don't I, need, I, I you don't need know. to report on Beanie's uh, burner account. So I, don't, it, 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 it <laughs> I do matter. have a question though. What has led to like, I guess just the delays in general. Like I was one of the early buyers of the looks lab keys on the midnight when I was told I'd get one of the free looks lab passes and it took almost two and a half weeks to even get a response. So like, I mean, from a project in a space that's constantly moving, Lack yeah. of communication is the quickest way to go to zero. And it seems like that's been one of the biggest issues with Looks Lab and essentially everything in that ecosystem. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I, I think our communication has been a lot better uh, in the last few weeks. But I it really, I mean, th there's really not much more to the story other than Genie was just doing things that, that were completely irrelevant to game development. And so he's been doing that. And about on the end game front, I mean, holders did get that for free. And we have hit all those deadlines. Uh, we did kind of like a stealth drop over the weekend where, you know, everybody had their suitcase NFT that was that was dropped on 420. And then we said, you know, a few weeks after that, we're going to do an event. And so if you have one of those briefcases, you go to the Endgame site and you have like we, we make you work for it in order to open that that suitcase up and get your character and your pass. Uh, it's not just like hit a button and do it. it. It is a gasless transaction, but you need to you need to read the comic and then get the clues in the comic. And then you have to punch the keys on the site in the right order. And the, the thing I was really excited about is, you know, we did the stealth launch Saturday night. Everybody was kind of expecting it this week, but it took almost two hours before anybody cracked it. 
And so, um, I, I was ha like, that was kind of the sweet spot time frame. So I don't know if anybody's had a chance, uh, to try it or if you've tried that or if you, if you got a suitcase or if you're still a holder. I mean, I don't think anybody on stage has tried oh. it, man. That, that's oh, the thing. Okay. I opened them. I opened them. Oh, oh you opened it. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I went, I've been holding, <laughs> I bought keys back when they were point two before they ran up before 420 game, bought back in for end game thinking uh, it would have a similar trajectory, but it just seemed like the rollout was the complete opposite of what 420 game was. 420 game had a lot of updates. It seemed like the community was much more managed. It seemed like you kind of launched end game and it's all this talk about code on the back end and gameplay, but it just seems like the community, the people who are actually backing and giving you money have been kind of left high and dry and in the dark, which obviously it now reflects in the floor price. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole market overall has kind of been hit pretty hard. But, you know, I mean, I like to think of Endgame as kind of cover for, for Genie to do this complex stuff. I mean, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm not really even doing it justice in terms of how complex it is. But, but yeah, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, like, that, those are the reasons it has had a little delays in the game. In the meantime, you know, Endgame was brought up it was for holders you know it's been kind of like an inter game like a game before the big 420 game so uh i you know i <laughs> I, I, w I wish it was different but you know um is what it is and I, I think in the next couple of days you're going to start to see some really really dope gameplay out of 420 well, look, man, that's that's what everybody wants, right? Everybody just wants the game to launch. And uh, I sold all of my 420 game stuff after the most recent delay, which I do believe it was under your leadership. Like you were the CEO at that point for the most recent delay. So I, I sold all of mine at that point. The floor is down from where I sold it at. Um, you know, I really wanted the the game to work, and I thought that the previous examples of Beanie's tokenomics were a signal that this would be really strong. But the delays were what put me off. I think at this point, until there's like a, a viable update that indicates that things are off the ground, there's going to be question marks about the project, and that's just yeah, the reality fair. of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's totally fair. I mean, yeah. I mean. You, you may I, I don't know if we really had a delay since I since I came on, but there was definitely, you know, it's, it's not like it doesn't happen overnight where it's like, hey, Jeannie, you don't have to do this, that and the other thing anymore. You know, we're going to bring on new people to do that. I mean, there was a few weeks to transition, but uh, I think once you see the initial gameplay betas this week launching next week, you're going to start to see, you know, we've, we've also kind of re-engineered the gameplay a little bit i've been working with genie to make sure that we're doing updates much faster and so i'm really confident over the next few months you're between endgame 420 this new thing that's coming we actually have a couple new things that's coming you know I, so we're you aiming, more projects i mean we're, we're launching more initiatives under look labs that are all going to be free for holders so there, there's are no like free for key holders or free for looks lab and 420 game holders yeah, yeah, key holders. Yeah, so like it, at Look Labs, all this new stuff that we're doing, key holders are you know all the new NFT games or projects that we're doing. Key holders are going to be minting for free. We're not doing any more NFT paid mints. And so the the idea is that, like you guys said, the space moves really fast. The space wants something every single day. Every single day is going to be 
pretty difficult to deliver on NFT projects, but we are aiming for like every week or two or something is happening in the Look Labs ecosystem. And, um, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I mean, I, I, I ran a, you know, I started a Web2 business. I sold off half of it to a new operator. I am firmly in this space for a long, long time. And um, anyway, I, I appreciate you guys bringing me up and giving it's me a also, shot. It, it's chat. also, uh, yeah, I just want to say it's also, it's a difficult process to roll those things out. If there's any word of advice I have from, um, from what we've seen in the space, communication resolves all those things ultimately. And I think having like community management and stuff like that at the forefront is ultimately the thing that resolves all issues because ultimately development is tough as shit. It's very difficult to actually like get stuff out. And when it comes to smart contract development, it's even more risky. And so I think that that's the thing that um, ultimately, you know, what, what we've seen from a lot of uh, projects is that just like having a community manager sort of thing who's like uh, engaging and uh, dealing with those sorts of things. And I, I know nothing about... Um, the details of your project, to be honest, because I, yeah. I don't participate yeah. in yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's all good. I mean, um, I, I will say, you know, like a, a shout out to the Look Labs, you know, mod team. You know, there's like five or six of them. A bunch of them are friends of mine here in Minnesota that have worked with me in the Web2 business. And now they're, I brought them up into here. And so we have somebody in there all the time. You know, they're constantly pinging me if, if I need to be aware of something. So I, I would just encourage everybody. If you have questions, come in, you know, we always have somebody in there ready to chat or answer questions. If, you know, that's if a community member doesn't actually step up and answer. So, Fair enough, Redbeard. July, yeah. I'm putting you on the spot. Can we get a quick song about Look Labs delays? July, is that possible? <laughs> wow. Can we get that? Yeah, I got you. I got you, fam. Um, <laughs> I knew he would be ready. This is a real <laughs> fucking get musician. It. Let's go. Get You're get are you, are hey, you serious? Yo, Look Labs. Stop taking so fucking long, boy. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Hey, get that game ready. Mm. Fire. Unbelievable. That's exactly what no, I wanted. That was so no, funny. real talk, real talk. July, how, how do we get – is there any way to get you here for VCon? I mean, I think – I feel like everybody on this call, like, we could probably get you a stage and a mic, you know? I mean – what, I mean, what do you I'd think? 100%, I'd 100% be down. Um, I mean, it, it, it's isn't it like really short notice, though? Do you think it would even be able to be? Yeah, you got 48 hours. Yeah, Redbeard has a lot of pull, <laughs> Okay, yeah, I don't gentlemen. know. He's going to get me a stage and a mic. I'm the NFT space moves there, fast. <laughs> I don't, I, I mean, I think I was kind of thinking a collective effort of pinging uh, everybody. Um, although a AJ does owe me a beer, so I... I I mean, I, I, I could I could plug you there, but I just feel like you're you're the moment right now. Like it is you're so relevant. Somebody needs to get you a mic. And I mean, there's going to be plenty of people to listen. So, get, yeah, get the get the Looks Lab team on. You'll be, you'll be ready by 2024. OK. okay <laughs> yeah. So, so July, I mean, I mean, I mean, July for real, like if you can if you can get up here, um, you know, I mean, just I'll DM you. you crash on Redbeard's wow. couch. He's got a guest room. Uh, yeah. No, look. All right. Well, uh, first of all, Redbeard, thanks for coming on stage, man. It's it, at the. Oh God. Man. <laughs> <laughs> look, it's. I, I, <laughs> go long. <laughs> go long. Oh, go long. All right. Go long. Um, I, I appreciate the guys. Strikes. 
it's not easy to come and, and get grilled uh, on this stage. So I got to give you props for that, man. Uh, I'm, look, I, I hope that we see some some proper updates and the market starts getting excited about Look Labs because you've you've promised basic, you know, you promised a lot of stuff today. You said that there's going to be acquisitions. You said that the delays won't continue in the future. And you know, this vision is a pretty grand vision, right? To to have like a Roblox type organization. That's a really big deal. Um, so what I, do you mean hope- Roblox type organization? I don't know. Oh, so so Nick, what I mean by that is like my vision, and and we've got I've got these awesome devs already working on it, but I just I, I feel like I've got a lot of messages from people like, hey, what about this idea for a game or this idea for a mini game? And I and and I just want to create like a, like an easy like studio that doesn't require coding where somebody could launch if they have a theme in their mind and like mini game mechanics that they could launch right on look labs as like a, as like a studio, you know, UGC user generated uh, content game. And so I, I want to see like hundreds or thousands of games under, under look labs and in the ecosystem where you can have like your own coin. I mean, the coin wouldn't be on chain. Like we want to have a hundred thousand shows owned by our company, but we're still focused on one right now and trying to get get that audience. Up. So I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll but, have more shows. Look, hey, again, it's hard to come on stage like this, man. Um, it sounds like you're going to be all over VCon. Uh, so definitely tap me on the shoulder. Please don't punch me in the face. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, I will yeah. see, probably see you at VCon. July. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming, man. That on the spot song was an absolute banger. No surprise there oh, thank um, you. and and dude hope to see you at vcon too congratulations on everything going on that's the show ladies and gentlemen the show happens monday through friday 9 a.m to 10 30 a.m check out our sponsor ftx the nifty.com slash ftx or on the mobile app with the code the nifty this is coming from july's inspiration sub 41 we'll catch you guys tomorrow <laughs>